Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hey, y'all. Thought I would throw that uh, introduction in for all of you uh, Southern listeners. But uh, do appreciate you being here, whether you're from the north or south or from some other country. And by the way, uh, we do have a number of different countries represented. That always amazes me. So if you're watching from another country, thank you for joining in. I'd love to hear from you, by the way. If you want to hop on one of the social media platforms like uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and to just check in one day, even if you listen to the audio podcast, jump in, get on the comment section, let me know who you are, where you're listening from. That's always just thrilling to me to know that uh, we're making a difference all around the world. We're in Revelation chapter 5, and wow, we, we have brought none other than a King Jesus, the Messiah, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, uh, the root of David, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, uh, the all-powerful, all-knowing son of God on the scene. And we have found out that he is worthy. He has prevailed to open the scroll. And uh, wow, the joy and the elation uh, that all of heaven feels and knows when Jesus shows up. Look at what they do in verse number Eight. And when he, this is Jesus, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, incense, which are the prayers of saints. Wow. So, immediately, the immediate response to the entrance of Jesus is people fall upon their knees. The immediate response is people fall in worship upon their faces, which tells me a couple things. Number one, he is worthy. And number two, he is God. Because in the very throne room of God the Father, the Son comes on the scene, and all of those that had worshipped before the throne had said those great words of praise in chapter 4 are now falling down in worship in front of the Father, but to the Son. Boy, that's a great indication that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit share uh, the glory. And they are three persons, one God, who deserve all the glory. And that's what's happening in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 8. And the Bible says that they have harps. So that's kind of a harbinger of the fact that we're going to hear some singing and some music. And then the Bible says, but before they ever sing, before they ever play, they have these golden vials full of odors. So the incense which are the prayers of the saints. So it's as if this praise uh, that they're about to offer is also the culmination of the prayers of saints down through all the, the years of history. Every prayer of faith that you've prayed to God, 
Every time you've articulated praise and worship and thanksgiving and gratitude to God, those prayers like the, the smoke of incense that ascends upward have come into the very throne room of God. And God has breathed them in and God has been pleased by them. And this great song of praise that we're about to see in Revelation chapter 5 is kind of the, the choir culmination of all of the praise and all of the prayer and all of the glory and all of the worship that's been offered to God for all of time. It's what a song that's going to be. And you and I will hear it, I believe, one day. And wow, how great. You know, I think as well in Revelation chapter 5, verse 8, there's yet another clue that this location is the the true location after which the tabernacle was patterned. Remember we talked about that a few episodes ago, how that the tabernacle dimensions and furnishings that God had given to Moses were patterned after the heavenly. And so do we see a tabernacle today? No, those structures have long since been gone. Even the temples that were constructed, whether it was the Solomonic Temple or the Ezra Temple or even the refurbished Ezra Temple, we call that the Herod Temple, they've all been destroyed. Now, I understand that one day a third temple will be constructed on Temple Mount, but we're going to see the real thing. We're going to be in heaven and see, I think, uh, this this genuine article after which the temple was was constructed. Why? Because we see yet another element. We've seen the the, the seven lamps. Now we're seeing kind of the, the altar of incense, the prayers of the saints, and how important prayer is. So just a little thought there for you. Look at Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 9. And they. Now who are they? That's everybody. The, the four and twenty elders that represent all of us, all new te- all believers, and then the 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 the, the beasts, uh, the angelic creatures, uh, they're all singing. And what are they singing? Well, I mean, I can think of some great choices of songs they could have sung. I'm thinking of how great thou art. I'm thinking about holy, holy, holy. I'm thinking about Amazing Grace or crown him with many crowns. I mean, I can think of 10,000 reasons. I mean, I can think of a number of songs that would be incredibly appropriate. But you know, they don't sing any of those songs because all of those songs are old songs. No, the song they're going to sing on that day will be a new song. And the Bible says in verse number nine, and they sung a new song saying, Here are some of the the lyrics to that song. Thou art worthy. Well, wasn't that the whole issue? Who's worthy? Who's worthy? And now all together in great unison, they sing, thou art worthy. Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain. Oh, so now here is the reason for the worthiness of Christ. And here it is, ready? For thou wast slain. And has redeemed us to God by thy blood. So you were slain. Now, obviously, now he's in front of them and alive. So what do we have there? The gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection. You're the lamb. You were slain. And then the Bible says the purpose of the gospel is redemption. Because 
in your in your in your death and burial and obvious resurrection, you have redeemed us to God. There's one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So what did Jesus do? Jesus provided the one way back to God. He was the one means by which we could get to God. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And here is case in point. They said, you are the one that was slain. You are the one that redeemed us, purchased us out of the slave market of sin, redeemed us, rescued us, and brought us to God. The purpose of salvation is not so much what we're saved from. We certainly are saved from sin and death and hell and the grave and ourselves and our all of that. But the, the real purpose of salvation and redemption is not what we're redeemed from, but what we're redeemed to. And you have redeemed us to God. We're going to sing in that great song one day. And then the Bible says this, Thou hast redeemed us to God, how? By thy blood, by thy blood. It was through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Remember, to Tetelestai, it is finished. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? This is it right here. The blood of Christ, what Jesus did for you and me on that cross was redemption's price. The Bible says we're not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, that your faith and hope might be in God. Those are those great words in First Peter. And they're great words for you and me. Why? Because it's the blood of Jesus Christ that made the difference. And then the Bible says, not only did he save me, and save you. But then the Bible says in verse number nine, that by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Boy, when we stand there in heaven, we're going to stand with people from all around the world, uh, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in a sight and all the different language groups will be represented and everybody's going to be, it will be an amazing day in heaven to see all of those redeemed throughout all of eternity, gathered in one place, singing one song about one person. What a day that will be. Verse number 10, and has made us unto our God. Oh my. So we've been redeemed to God but we've been made something too. God has saved, Jesus has saved us uh, unto God, but he has saved us for a purpose. Salvation always has a purpose. We are now fitted. We are now equipped. We are now ready to do what God has called us to do. We have his identity. We have his purpose. We have his equipping. And what is that? What have we been saved to do? Well, the Bible tells us here in verse number 10, he has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. You know, God has a purpose for us. 
We're not going to go to heaven one day and just sit around and sing all the time, although I will enjoy having a glorified uh a glorified voice being able to sing. And I certainly will enjoy hanging out on a cloud playing a harp somewhere. But if you think that's all heaven is, you've not read your Bible. Because the Bible says that Jesus will rule and reign. And we will rule and reign with him. We've been saved to partner with him, to rule with him, to serve with him a kingdom of priests unto our God. We will forever have access as a priest has access to be able to come before him, to have sweet fellowship, to rule with him, to partner with the Lord. That's our purpose. One day you and I, we think that we're fulfilling God's purpose here on earth and and we are, but we, we fail. But one day in heavenly bliss, With glorified bodies, we will have the opportunity to sing perfected praise unto God. And one day in heaven, we'll have the opportunity to fulfill a perfected purpose. Not just now in this short little wisp that we call life, but for all of eternity, serving in our divine purpose. Boy, does it get any better than that. Uh, Revelation chapter 5, verses 8. Uh, 9 and and 10. And now look at verse number 11. And, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Wow. Have you ever been in a huge conference and just had the goosebumps just take over because you heard the singing of, of a 1,000 people or 5,000 people. Can you imagine with glorified voices, the angels themselves joining in, singing with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength unto the, the glory of God, the person of Jesus, thousands and thousands and millions of people. What a day that will be. I hope that encourages you today because it certainly does encourage me. We've got one more little section here in Revelation chapter 5. We'll try to finish that next episode. Until then, hey, just try to enjoy the reality of the fact that you're a child of God going to the place that we've talked about today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.